when you are feeling like you're not feeling enough, like instead of thinking that it means that you're just not capable and you shouldn't be doing it right. Like why not look at it as like, oh, I must be up leveling in my confidence in that area of life. So like seeing it as kind of the thing, the weed that you're pulling, if you will, that's really going to clear space for you to step into your next level. This is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Well, 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 we are back. (laughs) Welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. So happy to be recording this intro. I admit I have not been the most consistent with the podcast. I know, I know. As you guys know, a lot has been going on in my life, and over this past month, I have been in the process of putting all my stuff into storage, um, going up to LA to visit my family, to visit Corey's family, um, and then settling into time in Mexico. And I've been in Mexico for the past, I guess, two weeks now, almost two weeks, and it's been so nice to just be really present, and I think the 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 imagery that's coming up in my mind right now is like really like wash off almost as if I was in the shower like wash off the intense 2021 um or like last half of the year by being out here and just like really dropping into presence surfing eating good food living day by day instead of really doing that whole mental time travel thing that I was doing way too often (laughs) over the last six months. And so I've not been as present on the podcast because I have wanted to be present in life and let life really come back to a space of turning me on again and inspiring me. And um, with that being said, I'm really happy to be back here because I'm doing so from a very authentic and excited space um, and not forcing myself to show up here just to show up because I have to be consistent with the podcast. Like I want to come here, come on here and only share magic with you and keep it real. And that's really my intention moving forward. With that being said, I've got so much, so much that has just been like pouring through me lately that I'm really excited to incorporate into the next um, few weeks, the next few months. And today I am having an amazing, amazing woman on the podcast, Miss Nora Virginia. Nora is a past Academy of Breath student, and now she coaches solopreneurs and leaders to really blend energy and strategy for creating transformational results in their business. So it's going to be a fun conversation. I love being able to chat business, chat energetics, and also hear how Nora has really been using AOB and like breathwork and meditation in her own life and then with her clients as well. So y'all are going to enjoy this episode. And before we hop into the episode, I want to share with you all that Catalyst, oh, Catalyst is back and oh my goodness, the hype is real right now. It's been so much fun announcing the Catalyst doors have opened because so many women have been coming out um, that are my past Catalyst clients, just sharing how freaking incredible 
the experience of being inside Catalyst had been for them, like truly life-changing and transformational. Um, and so it's just been really beautiful and has just gotten me feeling even more in the fire around it. And I was already like super lit up, but it's just really cool to have seen so much love and so much support flood into this program. So if you're newer to my space, Catalyst is a 10-week spiritual business accelerator What I really do within this program is walk you through building a strong foundation and developing a framework that is based on your intuition through your body. So really using embodiment, using the breath, using our practices to birth spiritual businesses into the world, to start them, to scale them, to pivot in life, and to not only bring this energy into your business, but to really bring this into every aspect of your life. We're not just doing this so we look cool on Instagram or can make a couple thousand dollars. We're doing this to radically transform every single area of life. And one of the things that's so special about Catalyst is that it really helps you to break down the entire glass house that you may be limiting yourself in in your business, in your life, in your relationships. It helps you get really clear, get honest with yourself, and through that realness, create something that is going to support you in being madly in love with your life and with your business and with your clients and with your bank account. And it is just, oh, such a fun program. And we're going to leave the link to apply in the show notes. So you can go to the show notes and you can apply there. I'm doing sales calls over the next couple of weeks and the program starts on March 15th. And again, it's 10 weeks long. So you can go to the link in the show notes for that. And of course, the link for the Academy of Breath waitlist is there as well, too. And you would get $300 off if you sign up for the AOB waitlist. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. And if you are interested in learning or working with Nora, we're going to leave all of her information in the show notes as well. All right, guys, enjoy. Hello, Nora. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Yes. So I already gave a little bit of an intro about you and your work and how we know each other through AOB. Um, I'm actually really curious, though, to just like start from maybe the beginning stages of you desiring to move into entrepreneurship and building your own business. Like what, what sparked that? What was, what was the big, like fiery why that brought you here? Yeah. Good question. Um, so, uh, you know, growing up in like through college and stuff, I always was really drawn to psychology and I always wanted to go into, um, counseling specifically. And then I feel like I went to college and I got into, to be totally honest, like my dad paid for my college tuition. And I like had a lot of fear coming up around like, oh, and this is an expensive school and you should take the safe route. I think what a lot of people tend to feel like in those college years and especially early on in their career. Um, So I ended up doing accounting and finance, but like deep down, I kind of always knew like intuitively that it wasn't going to be my thing. Um, So fast forward, I worked in accounting and finance for probably eight years. And again, it was one of those things where it was like, I always knew it wasn't the right thing, but I felt like very stuck in like not knowing what to do next necessarily. Um, And it was like the more money I made, like still wasn't reaching that fulfillment I desired. And like, you know, even COVID working from home, that was like the thing I had asked for, for like years from my prior company. And then I finally got it. And I was like, well, I'm still not happy. Um, And I got to this point where I was like, you know what, like F it if I'm going to do this, I better just do it now. And I've always been like very, very, um, into my spiritual practice and on and off with meditation for probably like 10 to 12 years. Um, so we can dive more into that, but it was like the moment that I actually got on social media, probably only three years ago, maybe two years ago that I realized that like online coaching was a thing, Mm -hmm. um, that it was something that was possible for me. And I just took the leap probably about a year ago and left my nine to five, didn't really have much going other than like one-off workshops. Um, but I trusted and I believed in myself. And honestly, like, I feel like I've lived five lives since then and it's been amazing. So that's like yeah. the skinny version of it. 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like entrepreneurship, you don't like necessarily realize it at first, but you're like signing up for just so much growth and just like being ripped to shreds in a really beautiful way. You know, I think about like the the difficult things that we do in life and that people choose to call forward in their life, whether it be entrepreneurship or open relationships or, um, you know, even, even motherhood and, and being a parent, like these things that like shake us to our core to extract like the best possible version of ourselves Mm -hmm. from the process. And I think people, um, don't necessarily realize that in the beginning, but it is like, it's such a courageous act to take that step and start a business. It is. And it's funny that you say that because I'm sure that you've heard this before, but usually you get the response like, oh, you have your own schedule and like all of the flexibility and like people really always are like drawn to the perks and there are so many amazing perks. Um, But to your point, like I've been challenged in my business, especially like the first year, more than I ever have in my life by far. But in the most beautiful ways, and it's also been interesting, I was just having this conversation yesterday, actually, but I feel like there's been lessons that I learned in like previous romantic relationships or in my corporate job or in friendships like years and years ago. And there's different layers of the same lessons that often resurface in your business. Um, But again, it's like, it's one of those things that I wouldn't trade for the world. It's not to ever scare anyone away because I'm like, I, it's the best thing I've ever done ever. Um, but with that being said, like, yeah, there's a lot of challenges that come up along the way. Yeah. I mean, I just look at it from the perspective of why would you not want to see what life has in store for you? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's, it's one of those things where I'm like, if you're, you're thinking about it. And when I left my corporate job, someone said this to me, he's like, the longer that you wait, the harder it is. Oh yeah. A lot of those conversations where people were like, you're doing what I've been wanting to do for 15, 20 years. Um, so it does take a lot of courage. And I think, I mean, that's something to celebrate alone. Like if you're starting a business, you're kind of a badass because it does take a lot of courage in that way. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, when I worked at the San Diego reader, there were, I mean, I feel like everyone was miserable there and just wanted to get out. Um, one of the guys that worked there was like, gosh, I want to say he was like maybe like 35 at the time or something like that, or maybe even younger. And like every single day, he's like, I'm like, not going to be here anymore. I'm not going to be here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. And he still works there and is still doing the same thing. And it's like, I have so much love and compassion for anybody who has yet to take the leap. But it's also, like you said, like it's badass to actually listen to that voice inside of you that's saying, not this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's power in like kind of being able to witness those types of people and like fast forward a little bit. Um, Cause I used to have the same experience and I would look at my bosses and stuff and I'd be like, I don't really like want that life to be honest. And I remember asking um, like when I was interviewing for jobs at the time, recruiters being like, do you want to move up? Like I had a fitness background. They'd be like, do you want to just work on your fitness thing? And I'd be like, this sounds bad, but I'm just chilling. And I was just chilling though, because like, I didn't like it. Right. Like that's not my personality. I'm very driven, but because Mm -hmm. I wasn't aligned with my purpose, it felt like I didn't have the same drive as I do now. So it feels like so good to actually be reinvigorated with that too. Mm -hmm. Are you a manifesting generator? No, I'm a, I'm a projector, which like so much. (laughs) I'm a projector too. That's so funny. Everyone's like, I'm like in my masculine a lot for sure. Um, and very like hardworking, but people are always like, how are you a projector with like the hours that apparently it appears that I work? Um, but people always think I'm so busy. I'm like, I'm really not. I know. I'm like, I'm glad like you all think that, but I'm actually like flowing too much throughout the day. (laughs) I'm like, you can hit me up. I'm not busy. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like the queen of like taking like two hours between tasks. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. That sounds yeah. about right. Um, so you mentioned that you've been on and off with the meditation practice for the past like 10 to 12 years. Where did like you first find it? Is it something that was a part of your family? Um, not at all, actually. So I was just like in like a journaler since I could write basically like very, very consistently since probably like fourth grade, my mom has all of my journals at home. 
And then, um, I was always in like growing up, I would like print out quotes, like positive quotes and put them on the refrigerator. Like I was always drawn to mindset work and the meditation was something God, I don't know how it started, but I was really on and off probably towards like end of high school, like early college with it. Um, and I did take other courses like through local colleges here and stuff like that. But for me, especially because I was operating in my head so much, it was one of those things where I was always like kind of had it on a to-do list or would like mm-hmm. put it off. Um, or one of the things that actually kept me pretty inconsistent was like, I'd use some of the the bigger apps, which are great for beginners, but I would find I would get like three minutes into a meditation and be like, eh, I don't like this and then switch. And then yeah. I like, out of time type of thing. Um, and it didn't really, didn't really like the, the benefits at that point in my life weren't like having that ripple effect outside of my practice. Right. So like, I love to bring that up because when I joined AOB, I remember one of the first things that you said to us was like, you're not meditating for the closed eyes experience, you meditate for the open eyes experience. And outside of, it was more of like a stress, um, stress management tool for me, like in the early years, for sure. But since AOB, like it's been a spiritual connection tool for me. And it's been Mm -hmm. something where I'm like connecting to my soul identity to the point where I'm like, if I didn't have my practice in the morning, I would feel so different throughout the day. Mm, yeah. 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 That's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, I think that's a common like thread that I see with a lot of people, especially like, I'm, I'm very similar to you. Um, you know, had a corporate job was very much in my masculine. Um, so when I found meditation, it was like stress management and it really wasn't until I started devoting myself to a deeper practice and had teachers that really reflected to me what was possible from meditation that it became deeper than that. And that's also when I, you know, actually, committed to showing up daily to it as well too. So we definitely have very similar, uh, through lines as far as our relationship to meditation goes. Um, what I'm so curious because I didn't find meditation until I was in my twenties, um, as a teenager, like in high school and college, what was that experience? Like having that practice and then like also having like a standard high school slash college social life. Like did people know that you meditated or. Good question. Um, I was always, like I said, I used to be a personal trainer too. So I was like someone that was like very much into self-improvement all through high school and college. And I think that that part of the reason, like looking back was like totally like seeking validation outside of myself from like guys and friends and things of that nature. Um, but in terms of, in terms of more of the meditation and journaling at the time, journaling was something that I was like open about and totally got poked at by my friends. Meditation was something I was in the closet about Mm. for a little bit longer. Um, honestly, probably until like even after college, because even at my my corporate job, me and a couple girls would go in the gym during our lunch, but we would like meditate, like kind of secretly almost like we wouldn't like tell the whole office we're going to meditate. Yeah. Um, but I will say it's like, it's one of those things where the more consistent you are and the more you feel the power for it, like with it, the more you like can't not share it. Like now I'm to people that don't meditate. I'm like, you need to meditate like a gift that like not enough people have that truly you can't put words against. Yeah, absolutely. Like breath work, you know, has completely changed my life. Like I used to be queen of telling people to meditate. And now I'm like, if I have 10 minutes, I usually will choose breath work over meditation. Mm, That's epic. Oh, that makes me so happy. I have chills. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, whenever I have the opportunity to, I'm like, wait, can I, can I tell you about yeah. breathwork and meditation? How much time do you have? Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually super funny. I was in um, Punta Mita, which is like 30 minutes away from Sayulita um, mm-hmm. last week. And there was this girl that was reading that book, Breath by James Nestor. Um, and I freaking, have you read it? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Um, you have to read it. You will nerd out. It's so good. Um, <laughs> so anyways, this woman was reading it and she was also having a conversation with this other girl. And I eventually, I was actually wearing a shirt that said pranayama across it and had this guy doing like Nadi Shodana, this yogi on it. And so I was like, I love that book. I teach breath work. And I ended up 
getting into this whole conversation with both of these girls. And then I like get up to, I get it. I tell them about AOB and everything. And then I get up to leave. And then this other girl is like from across the room was like, wait, were you talking about breathwork? Can I ask you a couple of questions? And it was like, just like all of these different people that were interested. It was such a cool experience, but I just think that it's like, when you find those things that you're so passionate about, it's so easy to have that natural excitement and desire to share it with people. Absolutely. And on that note, I've had that experience too, where I um, have done Toastmasters for a couple of years where it's like, uh, it helps you with public speaking. And it feels like all of the members are very drawn to meditation and breath work to the point where we look around and we're like, how did we all end up here together? But even like bringing it into public speaking, that's one of the biggest tools that they've taught us there. Um, Mm -hmm. And even at my corporate job, like I had a lot of the um, execs there after the fact, tell me that they actually use breath work before board meetings to help take the shake out of their voice and stuff like that. So I also think there's just so many benefits that not everyone is in tune with yet that goes beyond like that stress release, but it's really like, you know, such a tool for creativity, public speaking, like to be able to sleep better at night, obviously the benefits are endless. We can talk about it forever. Um, but there's so many different beautiful uses for it. Mm, yes. And you work with um corporations as well outside mm-hmm. of your coaching too. Does that st- uh strictly breathwork and meditation or so what is like the scope of all of the different pieces that you bring in? Yeah, for so for corporate specifically, um I do a few different things. So we do or I do do specifically breathwork, meditation and journaling. So like next week I'll lead um, a company through a 60 minute session on that. And I kind of bake it into every session, regardless of what I do. So I'll do some team building stuff around like gratitude and recognizing team member strengths. Um, or we've done things around mindset and like really being able to rewire your mind. But I always start with meditation and breath work because it really gets people in tune um, and really like in the energy of it. And the cool part about that is. Uh, I find that a lot of people have resistance sometimes to meditation, obviously, because they've practiced it a few times and their mind wanders and whatnot. But after going through AOB, I had so many people be like, your meditations are different. It didn't feel Mm -hmm. like 20 minutes, right? Like the breath work didn't feel like how I've experienced it in like this yoga class or whatever it may be. Um, so I think it's cool to be able to like bring in your unique flavors to really like expand people and just be intuitive with with your work too, depending on who's in the room. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the things that I love so much about AOB and just specifically about these practices overall is that like, there's nine different techniques. Like it's not the same exact breathwork sequence or experience every single time. And it's not to say that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I mean, you know, just as well as I do, the breath is medicine and not every person is going to resonate with one singular style of breath work. And if we think about like the big mission of what we're all here to do is change as many lives as possible. And I think the way to do that is by really creating accessibility around our work. Absolutely. Yeah. And I always find that the, that one of the first exercise that you taught us within AOB, just recognizing like if you're breathing through your belly or if you're a chest breather always tends to be mind-blowing for people too because so many people can resonate when you're like oh you get that email and you hold your breath or um, you feel like your breath is really speeding up like really using it as a tool to be able to walk yourself back to the emotional state that you desire to be in is huge especially in the workplace Mm -hmm. absolutely so what's lighting you up the most about your work right now Ooh. So I think, so I have a membership, um, it's called elevate and there's about 20 to 25 people inside that have been with me for close to a year. I think we opened it last April. So it's been really cool to see the evolution of their experience through elevate, especially it's meditation, breath work and journaling. It's an on-demand portal. And then we also do monthly masterclasses where we integrate all of it. But being able to see my clients in that container specifically, since I've been holding them for almost a year now, like start really with, oh, it, you know, the breath work doesn't feel uncomfortable. I feel like I can't do it for five seconds. And then like move to the, oh, I practiced this on my lunch break. Or I had, Mm -hmm. um, I have some moms in there who've told me that like, they've had the most proud parenting moments of their life because of their ability to use the breath. Wow. And I'm taking it, yeah, from that state to now everyone being like, 
I prioritize it above my workouts. Like it's the most important part of my day. And now them using it is more of an embodiment tool to step into the life that they want to create for themselves and like be that person that they desire to be has been like the coolest progression that I think I could ever witness. Mm, That's so awesome. Yeah. It's really special when you're able to be with somebody for a longer period of time to really witness like the, the, the growth that they have, because Mm -hmm. of course we can experience super quick growth and really amazing transformations over a short period of time. But like in looking back in retrospect of who you were a year ago and what your life was like a year ago can be mind blowing. Absolutely. Yeah. I always say it's like when you're, when you're that consistent, especially with these practices, it can feel like you've lived five different lifetimes in one year easily. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm curious because I was looking through your Instagram before we hopped on and there was something, um, that I really liked that you shared. And I kind of want to like dig into this with you, um, around, the, how do I say this? Cause I don't want to pull up, pull up the, the meme that you had made. And also you make so many good. So everyone needs to go follow Nora because oh, I love you. your page so much. Thank you. Um, so one of the things that you had shared about was this looking at the patterns of like letting ourselves off the hook and mm-hmm. how there is a anti-hustle culture that is very like blatant online. And I'm honestly like, I'm not a hustler at all. Like yeah. I, I used to be. And so I definitely do fall into like, Meh, I don't need to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm very fortunate to have been in business for now six years. So I have a lot more space to let myself off the hook and mm-hmm. to have, um, less going on or like not necessarily have to have the fire lit all the time. But had I taken this approach from the very beginning, I would not be where I am today. And so I'd love to kind of just talk about like this piece of like what really is required in business and in success and in ultimately, you know, manifestation, because that's really, it's not just in business that we need to show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that you just added in the manifestation too, because I think that sometimes manifestation, especially lately gets to be more of like a, a buzzword where people are like, I just get to write it down or voice it out to the universe. But like, there's also an element in that of like taking action. And in my opinion, meeting the universe halfway really with it and like showing up like you want it. So that came, um, I feel like that post specifically came to me. It felt channeled. I was totally random to be honest. Um, but it was inspired by, I think that what I see a lot is like kind of using the excuse sometimes that like, Oh, it doesn't feel aligned or like, I don't want to push myself. I want to lay back into my feminine or like all of the things, but in there's always going to be a time and place for like rest and listening to your body for sure. And I'm like a huge proponent of that too. But I think that it should always be really looked at like from a place of like, is there actually fear under the cover? Like, is there fear in taking like that bold action that feels uncomfortable to me? Like, is there fear in, um, you know, reaching out to that person to collab? Um, because I'd rather just like stay and, you know, just say I'm working on my website or whatever it may be. And I think that even in the first year, it's important because there's a lot of things online, of course, that are like, to your point, you kind of mentioned it, but are just like all like play and rest and you don't have to do any work and any of that. And it's not to say that we can't do that, but we can do both, right? Like if, if you're really passionate about the work that you're bringing to the world, like you should want to show up for it. Like you should want to like take those juicy, bold steps and like pour all of your effort into it. And I think it's just being intuitive. Like what I always tell my clients is like, we all know the difference. There's a difference between like, eh, I feel lazy today. I don't want to do it. And there's a difference between that feeling. And then knowing that, like, I just actually need to like chill for a couple of days and unplug. Yeah, totally. It's funny. I was, um, cause Amanda and I are leading the expansion portal together and we had our first call on Tuesday night and I was leading them through this exercise of like, what is, what is the emoting that comes up when you think about the things that you want to do. And so, and, and what you want to call in for this next year. And so, you know, as an example, to like speak to your point around, um, 
around like, oh, do am I just like feeling lazy today? Or is this like actually out of alignment or do I really need rest? Um, like tuning in, like dropping into your body and like what sound does your body want to make in response mm-hmm. to that thing? And mm-hmm. it was really interesting because one of the women inside the container was um, had like asked us when I think about this, this piece, this thing that I've written down, I'm like, ugh, ugh, ugh. And I was like, okay, well, is it like a, is it like, oh, I don't want to do it. Or is it like, ooh, like you're dipping yeah. your, your foot in cold water and like, oh, yeah. I don't want to jump in, but I'm going uh-huh. to. And, um, I think that, you know, to your point around like being in the body and embodying it, that's mm-hmm. such a great tool for having greater clarity on like what is actually real so that you are still taking action, but you're doing so from a very like tuned in place of what, what you really feel and what's like really alive within you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Cause to your point, I think that sometimes it's difficult for people to decipher between like their intuition and fear. And that's a huge question that I think I know always comes up with me. I'm sure the same with you, but I always recommend to like dropping into your body. Does it feel light or does it feel heavy? Does it feel like expansive and exciting or does it feel like a absolutely not like kind of cringy feeling? So, um, I think that, yeah, just being able to like have the tools to walk your head walk yourself out of your head back into your body and then be able to like sit and hear your intuition and have that space for yourself is like your answer. And I love the exercise that you just said. Like I had so many noises coming in my head to where I'm like, ah, like just, you know what I mean? Like it's such yeah. a cool, yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. It just like randomly dropped in on the call and I was like, oh, I like that. That nice. feels good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think a question that might come up for people that are listening to this is like, okay, yeah, I know that I know that I need to take action. I know that I need to show up. I know that I should be doing this or I should be doing that. And I just like, can't get myself to do it. So I'm curious, like working with your clients, when you see that, that kind of resistance or potentially fear, or even just like, a general addiction to something else that's like distracting them and social media, like scrolling on their phone or just like doing, doing something instead of what they know they should be doing. How do you, how do you suggest everyone listening navigate that so that they can actually show up for the things that they want? Good question. So the first thing that just popped in for me is writing examples of all of the the ways in the past that you've shown up and like what has come from it and what's worked out from it. Because I Mm. think that that's a cool tool because then you're going to have concrete, concrete proof when you have that doubt coming in and that resistance coming in of like, Hey, this is just proof to my mind that like, I am in fact supported. I'm in fact worthy of showing up. Like I can do this. Um, but I also think that's a beautiful exercise on the flip side, because when you do that, if you have like, oh, but this time it didn't work out. I failed that time. I made a mistake that time. That's another clue that like, there could be something in your past that requires some healing or some like working through so that you can detach from yourself and not carry it into the present. Mm -hmm. So I think like kind of going through that list of examples is either going to do one of two things. It's going to prove to your mind that like, you know, I'm capable, I've got this, I'm supported, I'm worthy, or it's going to point a flashlight on like what's holding you back really. And like, if there's any experiences that are actually feeding into that. Yeah. I love that so much. I think that that's such a great exercise and it's true. It's like, you know, kind of like going full circle with this conversation. If there are pieces that are unlooked at or not looked at under the surface, you do want to heal it. You do want to do whatever you need to do to free yourself from something that might be preventing you from showing up fully in life. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that the moment that you, cause that can be such a subconscious thing, right? So like what I keep getting is like the shining of the flashlight on it. Um, but knowing also that, like, I always, I always tell my clients too, like when you are feeling like you're not feeling enough, like instead of thinking that it means that you're just not capable and you shouldn't be doing it right. Like why not look at it as like, Oh, I must be up leveling in my confidence in that area of life. So like seeing it as kind of 
the thing, the weed that you're pulling, if you will, that's really going to clear space for you to step into your next level. Mm -hmm. What weeds have you had to pull lately? Ooh. Um, so I think one of the, Oh, this is a good one that actually came up the other day. Um, and it's, it's very fresh. So I realized that I was like having some, I'm launching a few different things right now, like at the same time. And I found myself getting into a space where I was like, should I be doing this? Should I like put my attention on one thing? I think that there's a lot of stories about like launching and don't put anything on your schedule and like, you know, that you should just focus on one thing at once. And I was getting in my head a little bit about that, like a few days in a row. Um, And I realized actually it was while I was in doing my breath work and meditation I had to multitask so much at my corporate job and I was good at it, but it was something that I'm like, I don't want to do this like to this level. Like I want to like be more focused with my energy. So I realized that I had a lot of resistance around multitasking from like past, past lifetimes, like at my nine to five that I really had to look at and be like, no, like I always have effectively done it. Like, why is this time not going to be due? Like, that's a story, right? So like little things like that, that seem so minor, but I think that the moment that you look at them, like there's such power in being able to be like, you know what, I'm going to create a new story around that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we are telling ourselves stories constantly. That's Mm -hmm. what what part of what the mind does is make meaning, you know, organize things into tidy little compartments within our head. So we feel safe and, and, uh, settled. And I, have definitely experienced over this past year, many moments of having to like soothe that part of me that like does need to make meaning out of everything and does need to have like little containers for all of the different pieces of my life and things that are happening. Um, How do you, So how do you balance the, how do I say this? Okay. Let me, let me preface this in a different way. I think it can be really easy to jump, to drop into like overly analyzing, overly healing, like staying in the work um, so that it kind of like pulls you out of like, again, showing up because it's, there's the excuse of like, I need to heal this first, or I need to do this first. And once this is done, then I can actually do what I want to do. How do you balance not overwhelming yourself with healing or like working with your clients to like help them stay focused and not be all consumed with the process of like becoming and personal growth? Yeah, that's a really good question. I feel like that's been a a theme that's been coming up for me a lot lately, actually not personally, but with clients and like friends and stuff like that. And I always think of it as like, we're never done growing and healing is the reality in life that I always, that's the way I look at it is that we're never going to be like this, this perfection. Like, yes, we are perfect, but like, there's always going to be life is beautiful because it's infinite, right? Like we can always get to that next level. So I kind of see it as like a, an ever growing, like healing process, if that makes sense, but not one that has to be like stopping us before we could move forward. Right. So like a thing that just came up for me too, is like really action creates clarity in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I try to, as best as I can, like, yes, if something is coming up for me, like I'm going to take however many days um, that I need with it, but also being able to like take steps in the way that just brings me joy or like makes me feel good and follow that while I'm working through it. Like it's always going to help create that clarity. Cause I think that in the past, like I've definitely been stuck there before where I'm like, I feel like I can't like, you know, you're paralyzed, right. It's like, I can't move past this type of thing, but just as simple as like, okay, you know, I want to be alone today, but maybe I should go meet up with that friend that like actually like really expands me. Like to even taking a step like that, it doesn't have to be work related, Mm -hmm. just whatever it is, like following simply what makes you feel good is like action in itself that I think is going to help create clarity. Um, but then also just keeping in mind that like, we're always healing because we always have room to grow. Yeah, totally. I think that what came up when you were sharing that is like, from like a business perspective as an entrepreneur, you know, there's all the to-do list never actually ends and, (laughs) and you have to, um, be able to 
compartmentalize or step away mm-hmm. and not just be working, 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 working the entire time or else you're going to get burnt out. Right. And, and so the balance of like knowing the to-do list is never going to end. And like, I can come back to this tomorrow and I can enjoy my life. And I feel like healing is the same as well too. It's like, it's, there's so many infinite ways to grow and to learn and to evolve. And because the list is endless, mm-hmm. um, you, it doesn't always need to be the center of attention. I think that it can get really, it can be a slippery slope sometimes and people can get burnt out on personal growth. Like I definitely got burnt out yeah. on like working with coaches and signing up for courses and took like the last six or six months of 2021 to just like be and yeah. to, and to do my own thing and to not sign up for anything, not spend any money, but just like really allow myself to be in my own energy. And it was so valuable to have that space. And it's allowed me to approach now the things that I am starting to invest my time in and invest my money in with like a lot of excitement and, and eagerness and not this feeling of like a crutch because I always have to be growing. Yes. I love that you're bringing this up. Cause I had the same experience a few months ago where like I finished my last, the container I was in, in I think it was October, maybe early October. And I felt like I, one thing that was coming up for me was I noticed that I was having like an attachment to having a coach and like mm-hmm. working with someone and feeling like I had more to do, or even like that, that person was like, kind of like my safety net where I knew that I was, you know, taking all of the action and I was doing the practices and things like that. But it was really, really important for me to like, kind of like, yeah, cut the cords on like all of that support that I had outside of me and not feel like I had to keep like doing more and just being in my own energy, hearing my own voice. Um, But then also just having like space to be able to show myself like you are good on your own type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that came up when you were talking to, and I think you use the word attention as well, but Another important thing, I think, especially in entrepreneurship is like what I try to think about, especially lately is, am I placing the same level of attention as I do on my business, on my um, relationship with my fiance or on my friendships or on like play and fun or on travel? Like I know that balance, a lot of people don't resonate with that word. I don't know if I do either, but I think it's important to do that check just to make sure that like, we're not putting like everything into one thing, because I, I do think that life should be more holistic and the amount of tension that we're putting into different things. Mm, I really like that question. Just like Mm. sitting back and like getting honest with yourself. Maybe, maybe you're not putting as much attention into your friendships, or maybe you're not putting as much attention into your relationship. Um, And I think that there's, of course, a time and place where there's pieces that are, that you prioritize again, like you said, like a holistic approach, not necessarily having everything be evenly balanced at all times. But yeah, I really like that question. So on the flip side of that, then for someone listening, what do you think like is the good time to hire a coach? Like what are the signs of like, okay, I'm ready to hire a coach or I'm ready to sign up for this course or invest in myself? What have been like the key? things that you have experienced yourself and then also like with your clients? Yeah. I think that having like the excitement around it is the most important thing. Like I always try to do a check, um, personally where I'm like, am I signing up for this? Cause I feel like I need it to perform or to get somewhere or am I signing up? Cause it excites me. And I'm like, think it's going to expand me in a cool way type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think doing that check between like, is it coming from a place of like excitement or fear, like I need it in order to get like this result or whatever. Um, And then also, I think that there's a lot of value when you spend um, a good amount of time, maybe even like, you know, six months to a year where you're just feeling like stagnant and stuck. And you're like, I need that extra oomph. Like, I know that I can do it on my own. But like, I also think there's power in like community and having someone um, that's been through what you've been through. So I think just like, the excitement and whether or not you are feeling if you've given it enough time, I think on your own too, and not just like doing the jump kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that you made the distinction between like, I don't think that I need this, Yeah, but like, I want this. I want to say yes to this. I want to be in this space. I want to be expanded by this person. Um, I think that when it gets into, at least I've experienced when it gets into like, I need this person, it's like, 
putting a lot of weight on them to be the thing that changes me and also making that decision from a place of like scarcity and lack. Absolutely. And I think for me personally, and I think that this is the same with a lot of my clients, like I'm usually drawn to someone's energy, even opposed to like the individual container. Like I love hearing Mm -hmm. what people are offering, but the reason I end up jumping in um, to certain containers is because I'm like, wow, like I really resonate with that person's energy. Uh, And that's how I felt with AOB too, where I was like, you know what? I want to be in Ava's energy. Like it's the energy too. Like obviously the, the material is wonderful, but then making sure that you feel like very aligned with the person specifically that's leading it. I always think is so important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are who we surround ourselves with too. And so it's like, what do you want to be expanded into? What, what qualities or like you said, energy do you see from this person? And is that what you want more of, or Mm -hmm. like want to, want to invite into your life? Um, yeah. And I love that you shared that AOB was uh, like, that was a piece for you because I definitely feel like I try to do my best. I don't, I guess I don't really try. It's, it's more just like who I am to bring myself into the container. So it doesn't feel stuffy or like too rigid, but it's like fun. And is, is me too, because I think that, um, you know, there's so many different meditation and breathwork programs out there. I mean, I don't really think there's any that are quite like AOB. (laughs) Um, But, and so it is like, what, what is it that, why are people actually like coming here? What is it that they are seeking from, from this space? And, and what is it that drew them in, in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. And I always got like for the, the energy, even in AOB, but from you, like a lot of play and fun, which is important too. Cause like when we're learning, like, and yes, like it, it's changed my business and I know that it does that for other people too. But like, if you're not enjoying the journey of actually doing it, you're not going to enjoy the result. So mm-hmm. for me, I felt like I, another reason why I've really grown in meditation and breath work is yes, like it's been wonderful for my business, but I also enjoyed it, enjoyed the journey of AOB. And that's the only reason I'm, I'm enjoying the benefits of it. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like really, um, yeah, finding a, a place that's playful and fun and where like the energy feels light and silly and all of the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would love to kind of hear more about your experience inside of AOB. Obviously we kind of know what drew you in, but yeah. for those listening that might be interested, um, what was like the biggest takeaway that you would experience inside of there? Yeah. I think for me, honestly, it was like the breath work component, um, in realizing that there are nine different practices that you can use for like your intuition or energizing, or if you are more just looking for like that stress release or help sleeping. So I think the variety in breathwork practices, um, but I'm also like kind of geek out on science. So I really liked the combination and the blend of like the science and then also the spiritual, like at one point, I think you even talked about like why it makes you um, a more powerful manifester too, in terms of calling things into your life. And you explained like the science behind quantum physics at one point and then like the spiritual. So I think having that blend is really powerful, especially too, because depending on your community or who you're teaching, it's like some people resonate with the science more and some people resonate with the spiritual more. And I think it's always even more potent to be able to like talk in that language of the person, because ultimately you're going to be that bridge that like brings them over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And, you know, like we were saying at the beginning of this conversation for a lot of people, it is like the more science driven slash, um, stress and sleep and like research backed, um, effects that draw people in, in the first place. And it's not until they start practicing that they're like, Oh, there's like actually something so much deeper than just getting a better night's sleep. And from this practice. Yes. And another thing is the scripts that you provide in like the actual, like hands-on practice where you have us lead for like a small group and things like that. It's, it's almost like you're, you're not, um, it's not a program where you're just learning and then it's like, see, ya, you're on your own. Like you're actually practicing teaching inside the container too. So it's almost like a, a two in one to me too. Mm, that makes me so happy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, I feel so grateful to have created it honestly. Um, and definitely feel like that was like 
God was like, all right, this woman, she's going to be the one. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like great, grateful to have been chosen to be the one to birth AOB into the world because it's allowed me to connect with such cool people like you and to see different people use breathwork and meditation in different ways and like how these practices really can support such a wide variety of people. Like one of the women that's inside of the group right now, because we're, we have one more week left in our live calls. She is a music teacher and she used it with one of her students and it was so powerful. I think it was like right before a recital or something like that. And the kid did incredible and had this amazing experience and breakthrough. And so it's just really cool because it's not just, you know, breathwork and meditation isn't just for coaches. It's not just for yoga teachers. It's, it's for everyone. Absolutely. And I love how you brought up that it was used for a student too. Cause I always reflect back. Like I know when I was super young and I was upset, my parents would be like, just take a deep breath. And it's like, we're taught that. And then we, we learn how to like suppress emotions and hide that kind of thing. And then we forgot to take a deep breath. So it's like Mm -hmm. bringing back the basics of what we were born with and like, what was, you know, what's innate in us. Um, but kind of reintroducing it at the point in your life where you start to forget like that you have that tool. Mm, Yeah. So powerful. This has been such a great conversation, Nora. So I know you have your program unconditional coming up for anybody who is um, listening and is interested in potentially working with you. Can you share a little bit about it? Absolutely. Yeah. So unconditional is a 10 week container. It's going to be a course in a group coaching hybrid. So you'll have opportunity to get live coaching within the group container. But then I'm also going to be going really deep into um, some of the concepts and fundamentals around really reaching your next level of confidence and self-worth, grounding back into your self-worth in your life and also in business. So I created it with the intention of supporting, you know, really highly ambitious people like high performers, entrepreneurs, coaches, leaders that find themselves, um, kind of like attaching their worth outside of themselves, whether it be to success or money or results. And I always say like, you know, you can be the most beautiful and smart and hardworking person in the room, but it doesn't always equate to confidence. So like confidence is one thing that I think no matter what level you're at, you're, you can always kind of go higher with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's the wait list is open. The doors open on February 22nd and I'm doing early bird bonus right now for the first five that jump in get $400 savings. So I'm super excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. And I think that it's such an important concept because there have been so many times, even like at the height of my business where I realized I was still putting things outside of me Mm -hmm. and had to really do like a lot of work around my self-worth and where I was saying like, my confidence was coming from because it wasn't sustainable. Right. It's like, yeah, it's amazing to make a ton of money. It's amazing to impact a lot of lives, but if that goes away, your self-worth shouldn't go away with it. Like you are worthy because you exist. And so much of society has told us to put our value in outside things. And so I think, I mean, the thing that I have I think the most important lesson I have ever learned is that I am worthy just because. And so I love that you've created this program. Absolutely. And that's something I've struggled with too. And I think that that's like why I'm so excited to bring the gift to other people. Cause I know that I feel completely different in like how I've kind of worked through some of those things. So it's going to be such a gift to other people that jump in. Mm, Amazing. Amazing. So we'll link it in the show notes, but for everyone that is listening, where can we follow you? Yes. My handle on TikTok and Instagram is I am Nora Virginia. So it's Nora with no H N O R A and then Virginia, like the state. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so Thanks happy that we got to do me. this. I love this conversation. Mm-hmm.